Welcome to episode two of the Hodlers podcast. Today we've got Infinite Dodos, the big team behind the 10,000 Dodo collection. Lorenzo, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. I have a hoodie on, but it's probably going to be like 90 degrees outside, but uh, mainly going to be at my desk. Yeah. (laughs) Right, I see quite a few of us in here. Um, So if you guys one at a time want to go through how you got involved in the project and basically what your role is within Infinite Dodos. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, yeah, my name is Lorenzo. I've actually been working on the project. Uh, we're building it out since um, for eight plus months. And so we spent a lot of time on the back end, seven months before announcing the collection. And what was really special about, I, I believe, in the project is we spent a lot of time building the utility first before announcing. But a little bit about my background, I've been actually an entrepreneur for probably about 10 years now and an analyst for Forex and crypto since 2017. And then a little bit about uh, you know my DeFi experience. I actually ended up linking up with SafeMoon last year, and we launched an ability token. Ended up taking that to a $95 million market cap. No longer with the team, left it due to me wanting to get in the NFT space and solving how big like the ecosystems and what could be here. And so yeah, haven't looked back and got really excited. We were able to put together an amazing team so far. So yeah, thanks guys for having happened to me yeah hey guys yeah sure here yeah i'm part of the marketing team at infinite dodos uh we missed the stellar i would pull yeah i have over 15 years of experience in marketing uh from paid advertising i basically started in e-commerce so creating brands and yeah like running paid ads to them started investing in crypto about six years ago i invest a bunch of crypto projects and obviously you know, regarding infinite dodos you know it's absolutely incredible project which we'll get into in terms of utility uh the team's amazing it's welcoming the discord is absolutely incredible uh, so if you're watching this, definitely you know, check out Infinite Dodos, the Discord. Um, yeah, so my role is basically yeah, collabs, partnership, uh, email marketing, and you know, um, helping as much as possible in terms of the marketing. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible to to be here. And you know, I know uh, you know, normally we do Twitter AMAs, but uh, you know, um, we're here to add as much value. I know you guys are gonna have a bunch of bunch of questions. We've answered a bunch of well, we've answered a bunch uh, in the AMAs. Uh, the team is here to answer any questions, and yeah, um, yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, my name is Paul. I've been in the uh, thank you, yeah, um, in the digital marketing space for around six years. Have helped multiple uh, influencers in the Web two space grow to over a million followers, and you know, really scale out uh, profitably, revenue wise, and. As of recently, we have transitioned full-time into the Web3 space. We no longer work in the Web2. Um, and Infinite Dodos uh, came to me, and we, we've been, you know, helping them with marketing ever since. And, uh, yeah, excited to be there. So for the people uh, that are yeah, watching um, and they don't have a clue who you guys are, um, would you like to just basically explain what Infinite, Infinite Dodos is, what you guys do, what you're looking to do, and just, yeah, explain to the audience, basically? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually kind of made a Twitter post on this yesterday, but um, you know, really what this project is in my eyes is really pushing the boundaries of what some might think is possible and bringing Web3 to a whole different um, space of what is possible uh, in, in reality and, and really you know, creating an unhackable wallet and you know, an NFT marketplace and more so how can we make the space overall better, but yeah, that, be that super cool. creative at the yeah. same time Tyler, and provide that value question? at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Um, so tell us a little bit about actually before I ask the question, Lorenzo, what's your Twitter handle? Just so people can jump on there and benefit yeah. from that. <laughs> <you're out> there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, CryptoChecks1. 
Beautiful. So um, tell us a little bit about what, what you know, uh, you said seven months ago you started up. I think seven months ago we were in a, a different world in crypto timeline. That's like 30 years, right? So uh, seven months ago you started building this out. Uh, was there any, you know, uh, moments or series of moments that, you know, sort of made you be like, I got to start this. This is this is what, what I've got to start. This is my calling. Um, and then part two to that is, you know, where do you see this going? So why did you start and where do you see this going? Like, what's the what's the ultimate goal of this project? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the defining moment was uh, seeing a few friends post about NFTs and, you know, how they were getting, you know, the 100Xs, but I didn't understand necessarily why that was happening. Uh, because in my eyes, you know, coming from the DeFi background and, um, you know, seeing the ecosystems that were built there, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense that these art pieces or these JPEGs were so valuable and so when diving into it, um, you know, I saw what really it could be in the ecosystem and, and really what made me want to, you know, start the project was I felt I could really create something better than what I saw in having the forward thinking. And, and I guess I, I just really saw what could be and what wasn't there yet, but maybe where the space and kind of everything in Web3 was going. And so, you know, that's when we were fo focused more so on the utility aspect um, and, you know, haven't looked back since. But if, if I missed also part of the question, let me know. Yeah, no, that was great. I mean, I think uh, a lot, a lot of us here have probably had similar experiences where you're, you're like that rabbit hole opens up, and you're like, "What are these weird JPEGs?" You know, and you know, you, you hear it out there all the time. People are like just right click, copy. What's the big deal? Uh, but if the big deal is you, you pour a few layers down, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is this is an unbelievable piece of technology." Um, so where do you see this? You know, you mentioned already, you know, that you thought you, you saw what was out there, and you're like, "We could probably do this better." Um, you know, where do you see it going? Like what's kind of, it's hard to say what's the end game, but do you have kind of like a vision in mind for where this is going to go once, once it launches? Yeah, absolutely. So our goal is to create products and services uh, inside the ecosystem that can give benefit back to holders. And so I guess where I see Metaverse going personally, I'm not a big believer in Metaverse or, uh, you know, play to earn games and not that they don't have its value or, you know, can be something really big in the future. And I believe the tech is going to get there, but uh, I personally think that we're years from that. And so really where I see Web3 going is, you know, possibly a, poss possibly a you know, really solid metaverse in a few years, but more so giving the ability for, you know, Web2 companies or really just, you know, companies in general to create ecosystems and community is super important because, you know, you guys know this community, if you don't have it, it your, your project is nothing, right? And so I see it as a way where individuals can really, um, you know, have that safe uh, home feeling of you know their uh, essentially their uh, you know community they can feel comfortable with and, and really belong to. So uh, involving community and then also the tech is just kind of unreal. Awesome, love it, Liam. Over to you. So we're going to take a deep dive into the utilities. There's been a lot of controversy around a few things, such as the unhackable wallet are meant to be unhackable, as well as the mint price, which is one ETH. So do you want to just walk us through the unhackable wallet idea? Why, why did you decide to focus so much on security? And why was that your main utility? Right. So it, it, was, it was actually kind of funny how I met Mark. Um, it, I think that it was kind of divine, uh, divine intervention kind of happening with his, what was going on with him. And so at the time, he actually developed an entire blockchain. And you know the wallet was uh, so, like, meant to be on that blockchain. But... He actually turned down a deal for $10 million from Saudi Aramco, one of the biggest oil companies in Middle East. And, um, you know, there were trillions of dollars. And so, uh, you know, hearing the term when he said that, 
you know, I had to make this unhackable and for these individuals that would be using the wallet. And so the first thing that came to mind is, you know, after seeing OpenSea, you know, fall for a bunch of phishing scams and, you know, a lot of individuals falling for, you know, scams as well and getting their wallets compromised, um, you know, really understanding and, and seeing that of what the bigger use case was, Mark ended up coming actually on the team and we, we switched kind of directions of what he intended it to be just because they wanted him to sign a 10-year non-compete in the entire crypto space. And, you know, 10 years, like you guys said, that is actually a lifetime. Uh, and so, you know, he wanted to be able to build in the ecosystem still. And so basically how the wallet works is you have your main holdings, which is has the security of a ledger that's never connected online. And so it seamlessly goes offline and online. And in between, there's six to eight transactional wallets that are essentially paper dead wallets. And so as you're making that transaction, it actually is the middleman in between your main holdings. And so being that the main holdings is never connected, it doesn't actually affect the compromise aspect or would allow the wallet to get hacked. And that dead wallet goes dead as soon as the transaction is made or a small time frame of, let's say, 15 minutes. And so that's essentially how the security aspect works on it. But, you know, it's been vetted by two NSA agents, uh, government officials. We have QA Mentor, Software Secured, and Hacker One currently attacking the wallet, trying to, um, you know, basically penetrate it so we can actually, as a community, you know, feel even more comfortable with our legitimacy of our claim, um, you know, releasing beta to the community. And that's what we're really excited about. See, I listened to the Deep End Research AMA last night. And they were going quite heavy on the idea of the unhackable wallet. Um, they were attacking quite hard. I did see that. I did notice that. Um, yeah. But that's completely fair. They saw it as false advertisement, right. which is sort of viable. Um, aren't all ha wallets hackable? And like, even if they're not hackable now, in three months' time or so, the uh, the technology changes. Aren't they going to be hackable then? Yeah, yeah. How do, you, how do you, like so you how do you parry that? Uh, you know, when people say that to you, you know, like not everything's hackable. Just like everything's recordable, anything digital can be copied. There's kind of these fatalists out there that have this really sort of uh, you know they they can go on forever about really. So like, how do you handle that that sort of um, you know uh, positioning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you worded it way better than me. Thank you. For right. That. So uh, in my eyes, it, it's so disruptive. It's almost like when Steve Jobs, you know, came with the Apple computer and people didn't know they needed. Uh, you know, everyone would one day have a computer in their home. And so, um, in my eyes, it, it is disruptive. And I understand that there's going to be that friction of you know people understanding what this truly is. And so we're okay with that. And yeah, you guys are right. You know, they they kind of came off really strong. And I think that just came down to is them not actually doing enough research. Uh, which is kind of ironic if they do deep end research, but you know, um, I just don't think they did enough research in the, and really understood the tech yeah. uh, just because the, you know, the individuals that have vetted uh, on a serious governmental level, uh, you know, put their stamp of approval on it as well. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it makes sense that this is going to have some friction because it's not the norm right now is it's, it's the wild west. Right. And so, you know, unfortunately that's what everyone thinks and how it should be, but it doesn't have to be like that. And so I want people to be able to use this and, uh, just, you know, realize that this is always how it should have been. And so with, yeah, with the tech, I, I do understand that. But as far as, you know, the unhackability claim and what we've said, we're 100% confident that it is truly unhackable. Um, however, you know, we can't prevent stupid or, you know, everyone, you know, <laughs> sending, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so like, let's say, like, basically, we've actually slowed down the user and 
made the user get notifications that are going to be like, are you sure you want to make this? And, you know, unfortunately, if they make that transaction, um, you know, at the end of the day, we can't, we can't stop. Yeah, it's just user error. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, the, the backend wallet and everything is truly unhackable. It, it's not going to be hackable to phishing or compromise uh, your malware. And so that part is really accurate. But the only thing is, is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can't, can't help every, every little nuance. No, yeah, I, yeah. I completely get it. Yeah. You can only make it as good as the user using it. Like you can Correct. prevent all those little tiny things that people make mistakes on every day. It's extraordinary. Yeah. I love, I love the, uh, the, you know, you, you've created something super innovative and, and, you know, it's, you know, you're standing behind your claim. I think that's incredible and unhackable wallet, but imagine if you could prevent stupid, like you said, Lorenzo, imagine right. if you were able to do that, that'd change the world. You know, I think that's maybe even a little bit about what, what made Apple so prolific is it was so seamless and easy it did it did to some degree prevent stupid but right. there's a limit to that but that's an amazing uh, analogy there i love that that's great um i want to jump into the metaverse a little bit here um you sort of already answered this uh, lorenzo by you know sort of stating that you see the metaverse being kind of a really long play um there is you do have a gaming element to infinite dodos yeah yep yeah, we do. Could you explain just a little bit about the gaming? And then I just want to ask you just a real quick, you know, how the gaming works. And I just want to ask you a little question about, um, you know, your thoughts about gaming in this space. Once you've told us just a little nugget about the gaming uh, and I'll, I'll tag on from there. Right. Yeah. So what we did differently in the collection is there's actually four different core main attributes within the entire 10K collection. And so essentially what we're doing is, I don't know if you guys have seen Squid Games, but we're hosting mm -hmm. NES games. And so what's really cool about that is individuals in their teams or factions of 2,500 by core attribute are going to be able to compete on this leaderboard game. It's similar to Apes vs. Mutants, how it's leaderboard based, and we'll be able to track you know, who's in first place and second and so on. And so essentially, let's say we have the Dead Dodos, which is what Strange's uh, PFP is. Let's say we have the Dead Dodos and they get first place, even though if Mutant Dodos get second place, we're going to go down the leaderboard for the dead dodos and give different various prizes like Oculuses. And so really, this was just something I wanted to bring to the community that was fun, community building, but competitive and making the com community actually want to play this, but also compete against each other. And so that's kind of really what I saw with it. Got it. Um, so thank you. And I wanted to ask, you know, Gavi, to explain that a little bit because... You know, obviously there are extraordinary, you know, games out there like Web2 based games, you know, uh, Fortnite, et cetera, these, these big types of games. And, and uh, you know, they're huge budgets, you know, massive team. How do you see, even though your team actually isn't teensy, but it's, you know, comparatively to some of the big, the big houses out there, it's smaller. How do you uh, see pulling off something that, you know, sometimes these massive teams aren't able to pull off? Like it's a really competitive uh, space out there, gaming. Um, and so to your point about Web3, sorry, uh, about the metaverse, you know, how do you see pulling off something that, you know, AAA teams are struggling to do as is? Right. So I think that just comes to the, the preparation um, that we've had previously in putting in the, the effort to actually building this out. Um, a lot of teams, they come to market and, you know, say just because, you know, it's that, that type of trending thing that sounds good to say on a roadmap, and so at least the preparation that we've had, and um, honestly, it looks way better than Apes vs. Mutants as well. Uh, the gameplay is actually super cool. Uh, similar in gameplay, but uh, the design work inside is, is pretty phenomenal. Um, but I would just have to say, yeah, just really the preparation that you know, we've took uh, to really do this. And we didn't rush to market with anything and put a lot of, put a lot of thought into it.
Cool. And this is going to be some VR chat of all involved in, in your gameplay. Right. So it, that is actually going to be separate from the game. That game itself is an application on Android and Apple. And so individuals, individuals will be able to actually download this game, play it. We're going to have a set time frame of essentially hosting this next games. And the VR chat is similar to how a metaverse would be like Sandbox or uh, Decentraland and you just have an avatar. Uh, there's going to be cool 3D Dodo avatars that individuals will just be able to go in there. You could watch movies in like a whole theater room. Um, it's just something, uh, again, just additional for the community, just something cool that's uh, unique and not necessarily something that, you know, we hope to get any monetary value from. Yeah, uh, you're doing great. We're doing rapid fire questions here, Lorenzo. You're doing great. Thanks so much for, for uh, uh, you know, bearing with us. You're, you're doing awesome, man. I got, I got a few more for you here. Um, yeah, no worries. What I, yeah, what I'd love to uh, have you just for our listeners and folks that are going to watch this when it's um, posted up on socials is the roadmap. And, and of course, as you've alluded to already, you know, a lot of folks will throw a roadmap out there and be like, we're and this, and then we're going to add this on and, you know, all these right. sort of promises, you know, you're like, okay, like how and when, and then, you know, 98% of them never make it there because the space is so competitive. Um, I, we've noticed that, you know, I think that there's something coming big. I don't want you to feel any pressure to share any major alpha about your project. So share what <laughs> you can, but uh, would love to hear like a quick breakdown on kind of the timeline roadmap with whatever you're comfortable with. And if there's any little a breadcrumb or a nugget you're able to throw out there, that would be, we'd be really grateful for that, but no pressure. Yeah, not a problem. So as far as everything with the project, you know, uh, going kind of going back into the team spent a lot of time building out before, you know, announcing this publicly. And so the wallet itself is built out on a back end and a front end. What we're waiting on is actually for these penetration testers, the, the red teams to finish their testing. We'll, we'll actually be receiving um, in about four weeks, well, a little under four weeks, the certifications um, of their penetration testing. So far, they haven't been able to hack the wallet. They've been actually trying to turn off Mark's internet, uh, do various different, uh, you know, text, emails, like whatever they can to do and try to get into it. Uh, it's pretty crazy. He, he said it's been fun um, that they've been doing that. But basically, after Mint, shortly, the wallet is going to be good to go. So we're able to bring this to market. Some of the benefits that Dodo holders will be receiving are 0% transaction fees, 0% swap fees. And going wow. into our NFT marketplace that we just recently announced, they will actually be receiving no fees that we as a marketplace would be taking as well. So massive benefits to the holders. And so shortly after Mint, the wallet will be coming out. Nest Games is actually the first priority though that is going to be coming out directly after Mint to allow us that time frame to, let's say if they did find any type of small bugs or or even if they found none, just allowing us that small time frame to put the wallet together um, and then release it, you know, to the to the public. But Nest Games is something that is going to be first. But further down on the roadmap, right after Mint, we will be focusing on building out the marketplace on the back end. It is already developed, but we have to obviously make sure it's on par with, you know, competing with OpenSea level and looks rare. So just a little hindsight has the marketplace and what it is, it is a tokenized marketplace. And I guess the only alpha I can really give there is understand that is a tokenized marketplace has a holder. So being that that's the case, it's going to you know really be a lot of benefits back to holders that we're able to pr provide. And just within that in the ecosystem, um, I truly believe that in itself, this entire ecosystem that we're doing. Uh, and since I guess we're here and Jonah already said it, we do have plans. This is so far out. It's not on the roadmap whatsoever. But we do have plans for a blockchain since he said it yesterday uh with yeah so with our wallet being unhackable imagine what we could do 
where people have are, are able to actually not have hacked assets, lost money. This is going to be a game changer in the space. I mean, we see 14 billion a year, uh, or at least just recently, uh, stolen from individuals in the space. So that's a massive amount of money to to really protect people. Wow, that's extraordinary. And you heard it here first. You guys listen to that alpha. You <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the next big focus is the mint price. Your mint price is extraordinary. Um, one Ethereum. You've got 10,000 supply, one Ethereum. That's, if we do the maths there, $20 million <laughs> if you guys completely sell out. See, most projects are minting for like 0.08. That's the average at the minute. 0.1 max. Um, some projects are even doing free mint. $20 million. Where will that be going? What will you be putting that money into? Who's it going to? Can you tell us a bit about that? Right. So, <clears throat> right. So the team ourselves, you know, we're okay with taking minimal pay. At the same time, we understand that we have spent this long working on this, that we're okay with really waiting until after the marketplace is done using that money for that. And so essentially what it's going to look like is payroll, uh, really hiring a freaking mountain of front-end and back-end developers. And it, you know to really pull this off, to really compete, we're going to have to spend a ton of money on marketing, a ton of money on the development, a ton of money on, you know, payroll, hiring the support system. One of the, one of the things that OpenSea lacks is really a support team and being dil diligently diligent on the fact of, you know, scams. And so really that's the majority of where the money is going to go back, go back into, but majority of it also is going to go back into the holders um, for community events, for merch, for everything that we'll be giving back to, you know, the holders of the NFTs and really just ensuring that this is longevity value given back. And we're not just here creating a marketplace, but more so creating a marketplace for the holders, because I believe that indirectly, once this marketplace is built, it's going to indirectly be able to, you know, raise the floor price of whatever it may be. And it's going to go side by side due to the fact that there's no fees on transactions, swaps, or the NFT marketplace. So in my eyes, it's, it's uh, kind of actually crazy what we're doing. Okay, I see we have two more team members in here. We have Xander and we have Strange Boy. Do you two want to just tell the audience what you guys do and how you're involved in the project? Yeah, Xander's uh, definitely going to be more interesting than myself, so why don't you go first, Xander? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my name is Xander. Uh, I met you, uh, Leon, actually in our Discord. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you did. popped in for a little bit and uh, we hung out like while I was working on some uh, 3D art. But yeah, I'm the, I'm the 3D artist for uh, Infinite Dodos. I've been doing uh, animation for about two and a half years. And uh, I've done stuff for, a, uh, uh, excuse me, <laughs> my brain is still turning on. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've done stuff for the NHL, the National Hockey League, and I've done stuff for Netflix. And uh, I've uh, been making films since I was about eight and music and all that stuff. But uh, I do all the kind of like advertisements for Infinite Dodos and it's really fun kind of doing like this goofy animal and kind of like putting them in these like super high action packed like situations and stuff. And uh, it's been really fun uh, being part of the team uh, since the beginning with, uh, with Lorenzo and uh, seeing all this stuff kind of come to fruition and all the new things that we're adding. And I'm also currently in the background this, uh, this morning over here uh, working on some animations for the uh, video game and putting some background stuff happening with the, uh, with the game dev working with him. Uh, so yeah, it's really, it's good to be here. And can I also just say, yeah, I saw your stuff. Your stuff is insane. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. 
And then, Strange Boy, do you want to tell everyone what you do, how you're involved? Hey, guys. Yeah, my name's Jonah, uh, or Strange Boy. I'm the uh, community manager over at the Discord, and I uh, get to run some of the Twitter and uh, Instagram feed. Um, really, really super stoked that I've been able to be a part of this uh, project over the last several months. Um, I, uh, I know Lorenzo personally, and so it's uh, definitely really cool to watch uh, him do what he's best at and sort of just put people in the right place and let them do what they do. Um, yeah, I, I can't uh, sing his praises enough there. Um, but I, yeah, I really feel fortunate to be a part of this project and, and in the position that I'm in uh, and be able to work with so many great people. I mean, Paul and Neil and Joe over at uh, Interstellar X. Uh, Xander as the creative director has been absolutely amazing. Um, and we have an absolutely amazing uh, mod team uh, that we've pulled from the community and have gone above and beyond uh, anything we could have uh, expected or asked. So happy to be here with you guys. And you guys are asking some great questions as well. We do appreciate, you know, well-studied and uh, well-brought-up uh, uh, questions and, and AMAs in this, uh, in this manner. We've definitely been a part of some that are uh, not so much AMAs and, and sort of more... Uh, you know, we've got we've got some hard questions, and so we feel like that's the most important thing. But so we appreciate the uh, the reception here. Right. I appreciate it Thanks. so much. Thanks. Tyler, do you want to hit him with the next question? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm back on here. All right, Lorenzo. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one at you again. You mentioned your background that you've done a little bit of uh, you know market analysis. Um, you know, you you know what's going on, sort of big picture. You you've you know you've, the experience is great there. You know, you've, you you you're back in. Uh, Forex and looking at stock markets and looking at, you know, crypto well before, you know, I think the, the NFT space took off. So it's no secret. Uh, people are calling crypto winter, NFT winter. We're in a very, very strange place. Um, I know I, I watched a lot of my uh, assets, you know, just dive <laughs> like some of the scariest stuff out there. I would love to hear your market analysis. I just give us a, you know, your broad based look on, you know, up to you what you want to cover uh we had uh, bergie from reef games on last week and he he had some analyst and analyst background and he put together a really concise sort of view so you don't have to go sort of crazy in depth but i'd, I'd just love to hear what what you're thinking about right now um how to how to sort of survive this uh, situation that's going on and and maybe any words of wisdom um you know for the future uh based on your market analysis right now i'd love to hear that from you lorenzo yeah most definitely so um as far as the downturn of the market I, I actually was able to see this coming um you know just historically when we had seen the the covid crash we looked at indexes and indexes you know followed the crypto market or sorry crypto followed the indexes and so i kind of saw this coming and just due to the fact that uh, a correction was just due in the market we had too much inflation too much money that was printed out by the feds um you know it was just time that this caught up and i guess there's a saying for this where uh, I don't know exactly how it goes, but if you were to give you know everyone in this room, for example, a million dollars, it would probably only end up in a few few different hands. And so I just think with the supply chain shortages, I mean, I went to go look at a car the other day, and I was surprised I didn't even know that there was supply chain shortages. And so um, you know, after hearing that, like we're definitely in a downturn market or something else bigger is going on in my eyes. And so just understanding the the macro uh, to really get into the micro. Um, as far as the market of where it's at currently, um, I do believe that this bounce is going to be taken out again. So it is going to take some formation if this is the bottom. Uh, expect that weekly candle that just hit to be taken out. 
Um, and all I mean by that, guys, if you don't really know what I'm saying, is by the bottom of the candle, there's a wick. And so expect yep. the price to go below that and take it out. Uh, obviously not financial advice, but these are just my thoughts. And so um, that's just usually what happens in, in times like this. It could potentially go even lower. However, uh, there was a lot of uh, liquidity at 1700 area and on ETH at least. And so this this is kind of related to really any crypto um, except Luna. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, liquidity was taken out. Uh, in my eyes, this could be the bottom. But the only worry that I have is that you're seeing, you know, uh, uh, supply chain shortages on baby food, which I think personally is planned. I'm not going to get into political views here, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, we're just seeing like a lot of different, so still the supply chain shortages. So it could get worse. However, it could be a transition into, uh, you know, the, the crypto adaptation to what it is coming. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And it, that, that's exactly what I was expecting, a beautiful, insightful look at that. And I think, you know, a lot of folks share that that perspective. Um, you know, when you see shortages in baby food, you know, maybe instead of a, a recession, you know, might be even bigger than that. Something that geopolitically, um, you know, I think a lot of us have, have seen crazy instability. And usually coming out of, you know, big geopolitical disruption is a, you know, and people invest, they feel safe, they go back into it. But I think we got a little ways to go before we get there. So having said that, a little ways to go before, you know, perhaps some stability makes its way back in. You're about, you guys are about to launch a project. Um, right. You know, it, you, you know, where's your head at? Where's the team's head at? Knowing kind of the instability. How are you guys keeping focused and staying on track? Knowing that, you know, it's, it's bonkers out there. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, just really the bigger vision um, has like a founder and has someone who like kind of put this vision together i mean if, if you keep if you think about it like how funny is it to go to your friends or go to someone and be like yeah guys we're gonna do an nft project it's gonna be dodos like <laughs> it just doesn't sound something that's that cool right and so uh just like i guess the confidence comes from the vision of something much more and much bigger and and really being able to to help the masses on a large scale but also being able to give massive benefit to those who believed in were, I guess, the early adapters, the innovators, the believers into the project entirely. So uh, yeah, the vision hasn't changed. Extremely confident, uh, no matter what, even downturn market. Um, I mean, historically, no one that has ever bought in Bitcoin over three years and held has lost money. So bear market or not, I think we're good. The white hot fire forges the strongest steel. Isn't that the saying? Something like that. I don't Something know. Something like that. Know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Leon, over to you. So whilst we've talked about the markets in general and other projects, did you take any projects as inspiration for Infinite Dodos? And then also as a part two, um, is there any projects that you're personally looking at at the minute? Any that you are going to ape in and go for? Yeah, so um, what really actually got my eye and wanting to create this was I saw back, you know, when they were extremely big, um, was uh, CyberKongs, actually. Uh, I had seen what they had done, and, you know, everyone after they did a token, everyone wanted to do tokens, but I knew that that wasn't essentially long-term and, and couldn't be sustainable because of the utility and value backing that token. And I called, uh, I, I said, I, I told Xander, actually, uh, this thing is not going to last. However, it's a nice concept. But sitting at $144 at the time, and these holders were getting essentially $1,400 a day in, 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 uh, in value back to them just by being a holder, to me, that wasn't sustainable. So like, I guess that was kind of like my inspiration to, to see what could be and like, you know, seeing the gaps of 
you know, the problems and not saying that it's a bad project whatsoever. I think they you know, have, have a lot of innovation, but um, yeah, as far as, you know, what could be is kind of going back to that and, and the inspiration to create the project uh, overall, I got a lot of inspiration from board apes. I mean, um, just seeing how individuals connected on an internal emotional level, even outside of the money. And I would just study Twitter's uh, for, for hours and hours and uh, study YouTube videos and seeing their emotional connection of their PFP of the, their, like basically they would say that PFP is me, but more so like uh, their resemblance of how it made them feel. And so our whole creativity and aspect that we're doing, the Dodos have a duality in them being that they're such silly creatures and essentially known as for being dumb, which is why we have such a complex ecosystem of really the utility and what we're offering on that end that it's just kind of funny at the same time. And I, I want people to see these dodos, um, even if they like pass over it because it's such a funny animal and maybe not might not be their taste. I want them to go back or, or even see it before mint and just say, how the heck are these dodos so special? Like, I don't understand. Or, you know, while people are getting, uh, you know, posting them and, and retweeting them, uh, that's kind of like the feel I, I, I hope people uh, have behind them. Do you have any advice for people just starting off in the NFT space or just advice on which projects to get into and which not to? How do you differentiate the two? Yeah, so, I mean, everyone mainly is focused on the hype and FOMO aspect of it, but follow follow those that are not biased or not up only, would be my opinion, um, and have a, a sense of, you know, actual... Uh, not just hype and, and, and realizing that this market, you know, like Gary Vee has said, uh, 99% of these are just not going to be working out. And so, um, yeah, like, like look for something that could be valuable and it might not be valuable to some, like, you know, we've had a, we've had some time, you know, explaining the wallet, but, uh, you know, basically invest what you believe in and have hardcore conviction in, even if you're wrong, I don't see it working out because, or, I mean, sorry, even if you're wrong, uh, and if it doesn't work out, don't get bummed about it. If you're new in your trading career or whatever, uh, it's just a learning experience. And now you know what not to do or what to look for in the future. And then are you looking yep. at any projects yourself personally at the minute? Any that you're liking the artwork, the team, anything? Uh, personally, personally, so as far as art and, and uh, creative storyline and projects that are creating that side, which seems to be the meta right now, uh, you see Pixin and Gangster All Star that have done a phenomenal job at creating a storyline and creating uh, more so a brand behind the characters. And so things like that are, are the meta. But at the end of the day, I'm not like, okay, so NFTs obviously are JPEGs and art. And so I think it serves its purpose. And as long as that meta can continue, I guess is what I'm saying, as long as that meta can continue serving the community in a way that they love it then those projects will succeed long-term. However, but what I am kind of worried about is if this this uh, space gets so money-focused and it's purely just incentivizing just for money and regulations get involved, uh, more so because people are losing money and it's just, you know, how are they being sold is a promise of, you know, Valhalla. And so, I mean, it, it, I guess there's pros and cons. As far as projects I'm looking at, I like the storylines and, and that meta. Um, but really, to be honest, I don't feel like any, and, and I know every founder is going to say this, but I don't feel like anyone's creating the utility of true change like we are. And so I'm not looking at any other projects other than I do like the storylines and the character type projects. Yeah, no, that, that's completely fair. I respect oh, that's that. That's great. Um, 
we'll wrap up there. Lorenzo, where can he find you? Give us your Twitter, your YouTube, your Discord, anything. And then also the team. I see Xandar, Strange Boy, Alchemy. Yeah, so mine's at CryptoChex1 on Twitter. Yeah, so you've got Crypto right. underscore Paul T, which is Crypto Paul. Jonah as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, well, I want to start with obviously Infinite Dodos, which is at Infinite Dodos uh, on Instagram and Twitter, um, and then my personal is uh, Strange Boy TK on uh, on Twitter. I don't have a, uh, a business Instagram. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, Xander, I, I want to throw some 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 eyes his way because he really does pretty amazing work. Uh, he didn't really touch on it that much, uh, but he's gotten to show off some of his uh, skill set uh, in these past couple of months when we do this sort of live uh, live creation sessions in in discord uh so he's yo-yo noodles noodles is with a z at the end um he, he's he's a just sort of flying under the radar kind of guy i think he's going to do more stuff on youtube soon but uh definitely look out for for what he's got coming Xander, actually can you give your youtube as well because i mean you have your demo reel and that is a mind-blowing that's real yeah yeah um my uh, my youtube is um by dream b-y-d-r-e-a-m one one word by dreaming and that's it for episode two with infinite dodos thank you guys so much for joining and thank you to all the listeners that are still listening right now and i'll see you guys in episode three peace